0: We go glad to be back, man. It feels like I know that we went on last night after the game, but it's so great to be back. We are live at our normal spot at 7 p.m. Central Time talking the LSU Tigers, and I'm fired up to do so. We got a lot to get into. Uh, Ed Orderon just talked to the media, he talked to the fans. Uh, as well in reference to what's going on with the spring practice. We are going to talk a little recruiting. You guys know that I don't talk a little recruiting. I'm going to share some information with you about Coach Durante Jones on the recruiting trail that I've heard. No, I'm not going to use any names, but just to give you a little update, we're going to hear from Coach Ed Orgeron himself. I'm not going to tell you how just yet, but Ed Orgeron's voice is going to be on this podcast tonight uh, as we go on. So do us a favor by hitting the like and share. We will break down what Ed said. Uh, in the opening segment as well. Uh, Ryan Guidry on Facebook Live says, Blake's in the house and we are live. I appreciate that. Stanley Pokey says, Hashtag TTM. Y'all don't know about that TTM, though. I'm just going to let you know right now, you don't know about the TTM. Uh, James Tyrone says, Go Tigers. Blaine Smith says, Was listening to Coach O. Uh, we will talk about that. We will, We do have some uh, audio from Coach O. Jake Cole says, so why did you mention Dorante Jones being a good recruiter? We'll get into that a little bit tonight. Also, we did not get a chance to talk about the LSU Baseball Tigers uh, losing two out of three to Mississippi State. Can they bounce back? Is tonight's game not happening a good thing for the LSU Tigers? We'll tell you why I think that it is. Uh, so we'll get into that as well. We might talk a little basketball uh, to kind of recap, but we did that a lot last night, so we'll definitely do that if you guys want. And as always, hashtag AskBlake, and we'll put that in the comments as well. Uh, so you want, you got your questions? Let's see. There we go. If you have your questions, here they go. Just hashtag AskBlake and we'll get to them. Brandon Hollingsworth, our good friend. He says, my guy, hashtag your lanky lender. Yeah, over there at GMFS. What's up, Brandon? We greatly appreciate you joining my brother. But before we get started, guys, as always, we want to thank our good partners over at Believe Podcast, who do a lot for us, and our good friends over at eBay. Who sponsors everything that we do with our audio podcast, our first corporate sponsor up in this biz night, and we will get one we're, we're gonna be announcing one uh next Monday, this is upcoming Monday, so I'm really excited and looking forward to that one as well. Uh, but you know what time it is. We always say this. So it's time for our good friends over at GM Varnado and Sons. GM Varnado and Sons has faithfully been serving your denim springs and Baton Rouge area for over sixty two years. With their highly trained technicians, there's absolutely nothing that they can't do. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, truck repair, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. And tell them Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. And our good friends over at your home team, that's 985-467-7355. All you have to do is go to team.kw.com. That's team.kw.com and meet with one of their great real estate agents today. Tell them Blake Rafino sent you by and I know they will put you in the house that you've been dreaming about your entire life. Again, that's 985-467-7355 and tell them Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. Okay, so we did just hear from Coach Ed Orgeron uh, in reference to spring practice. Now... It's interesting because I went on with Jordy Holberg around 3.30 today, and I mentioned to him, I was like, look, we know that the defensive line did great in the first scrimmage. They got six sacks. They did a lot of great things. They stopped the run. But here's some key takeaways from what we learned from the scrimmage and from what Ed Orgeron talked about. Now, number one, and I know that I've put a lot of emphasis on this, in the offensive scheme. Is that LSU wants to get back to running the football a little bit more consistently than they did last season. And quite honestly, you have to do that. I don't want to say the best game that LSU had in 2019, but definitely one of the most complete games that they had in 2019, in my opinion, was that game against Florida when they had 24. At one point, they had 24 passes and 24 runs. Clyde Edwards-Elaire went over 100 yards. Joe Burrow was picking people apart, only had two incompletions through 24 passes and absolutely obliterating Florida. And Florida had no idea what was coming out of next. LSU continued to convert first downs. You you remember the Jamar Chase along the sideline and the little real wheel, uh, wheel route, and he would take it for seven. But it was definitely established in that game through the or that game. The passing game was established by the running game, and Jake Peets definitely wants to get back to that as he's going to be running a lot of this RPO stuff. Um, something that's interesting and Ed Orgeron we talked about this last week where, and he, he mentioned it again today it's about the running back room that's really interesting I can tell from Ed Orgeron's comments that uh, with uh, T-Bob Abair and uh, Jacob Hester I always want to say Jacob uh, uh, Jordy Collada but it's not Jordy Collada uh, but <laughs> either way I can tell that Ed's a little bit um, uneasy if you will about this running back room Now they have a lot of talent But for whatever reason He just feels very uneasy Maybe because The guys have been struggling Catching the ball Out of the backfield But one big thing That I really like to hear Is how good And how big That this team Is coming together And Ed Orgeron Talked about that Just a minute ago With the media
1: At the beginning of practice uh, You know John was in a gold shirt So he could scrimmage Josh, Wish- Josh Williams got hurt Went down to one running back He had 39 carries He needed a break I just said they don't have enough running backs. We had four plays left for team run. I said, we need to put somebody in there. And the wide receivers, John Trey Kirkland, Corey Merle, Moore, Trey Palmer, they all went in there. We ran the toss with them. They did it pretty well. And I stopped the team. I said, that was a teachable moment. That That's, hey, we're on the football field. We got to go next man up. You never can tell when you, what time's going to come. But it showed me a lot of unselfishness. I think our team's more together this year. Uh, I think our coaching staff is together. Uh, we have some very talented quarterbacks. All four of them are doing very well right now. Uh, on the offensive side, uh, we're doing very well on the offensive line. Our receivers are catching the ball well. We just got to find some running backs. You know, They're hurt right now, so we don't have an identity right there. I know we-
0: and that's Coach Ed Orgeron just talking with the media about, hey, Trey Palmer, Coy Moore, uh, John Trey Kirkland all had to go into running back during the scrimmage. Now, is that a little concerning? Yes. And, look, you have two true freshmen that are going to come in and going to have to uh, vibe for some playing time. If John Emery or Ty Davis Price can't go, they're definitely going to uh, vibe for some playing time. Uh, Blaine Viator says, Blake, I hope you and everyone fared out okay with today's weather. Blaine, we did. I got to give a shout-out, though, uh, to Relief Windows. They actually just came in and installed all new windows of our house as we're renovating uh, my family's uh, home, our family's old home. We bought it. You know, we're we're getting we're married with a son, so we're renovating and adding on. Daddy's getting a new office, uh, and so I got to give a shout out to Relief Windows. They in in the in the rain, they were out there just trucking. Uh, Ryan says, can't wait to hear about DJ Jones recruiting. All right, we'll get to that in just a second. Uh, Blaine Smith says, okay, we're not going to talk some. I'll get to that in a minute. Blaine. Tony Weaver, what's up, Tony? He says, hashtag Ask Blake would you like to see more of a rotational defense would you like to see the twos and threes on the offensive line to get minutes in non-conference games let let's start with the offensive line absolutely when you're up I mean look the the simple reason that Miles Brennan had no time uh really coming into last season was number one he didn't LSU just never really separated. Now, they separated a lot in 2019. Maybe he should have got some more snaps. But absolutely, if you're dominating a team, and they do that, Tony. I mean, and that's – I know that you know this. They will – I mean, I hate to say it like this, but for and for example, Austin Dekulis goes down, or he's not going to play against Ole Miss. And then they move Adrian McGee out to right tackle. Ed Ingram starts at left guard like uh, – in 2019. So, yeah, I definitely want to see that happening, especially when you're blowing teams out. Now, I don't know if you'll be able to do that against UCLA, but you definitely are going to be able to do that against Magneese. Like, you're absolutely going to blow them out. Like, I don't care. Five and five, it don't matter. They're going to blow Magneese State out. I've watched Magneese State play a couple of times, and I hate it's against Ed Orgeron's son. But, <laughs> yeah, um, on the defensive side, Tony, I don't know about that. Like, I, I'm kind of wanting to see these younger guys get more reps, like an Elias Ricks, Jay Ward, Cardell Flott, and you have two freshmen or a couple of freshmen that could vie or really just go in for two starters at the safety position. You have Navantique Strong that's looking like he's going to be a starter on the defense. So with that being said, maybe not as much as you would like to see on the offense, especially along the offensive line where you have a lot of experienced guys. I could see them doing that for sure. Um, Blaine says, Oh, sounds a little concerned about tight end. Yeah, and you know, Stanley Polky brought up a good uh comment about the trend or the using the last spot for a tight end. I I mean, yeah, you can. I mean, I do think that there's some options that you could put there. And look, Cole Taylor, on quite honestly, I thought from a running game standpoint, did head and shoulders better than Eric Gilbert did uh last season. Yeah, maybe. I mean, but there's got to be one out there. Tight end's is a position that's few and far between. A lot of those guys aren't in the portal. Um, so how do they go get somebody? I don't know if that's a, a very big quantity. Um, I, I just don't know. I think that they'd still go after a safety or a corner or a linebacker. Ed talked about that today. He said, we're looking for more linebackers. They might take another linebacker with that last spot, which means that those young guys either aren't developing quick enough like Sampa, and uh, Josh White, which is kind of I hate to I hate to see that, but why would he want to go get another linebacker unless he wants a linebacker that can come in and play right now? Uh, Jacob Cole says hashtag Ask Blake. What's good with our running back room? Only one running back per, uh, practicing. Did I misunderstand that? No, you didn't misunderstand that. Only one uh, running back per, uh, really per- participated. In the spring scrimmage, uh, John Emery's had non-contact jersey on all spring, just recovering from that injury that he sustained later uh, later last season. I believe it was the shoulder. Uh, but, you know, there was something that Ed Orgeron kind of let slip out. He said that Trey Palmer took 180 yards to the house on a toss sweep and outrun, and it's not like they were just letting up on him. So there are some things in spring that you could, you could wrinkle with, and see if it works. You get you get the ball in Trey Palmer's hands, that's trouble, y'all. The problem has been is that he can't catch it. <laughs> I love the kid to death. I mean, hell, my cousin coached him. was the head coach at Kitwood when he was a starting shortstop as a freshman. The kid is a pure athlete. He's got to get the ball in his hands. And when he does, I remember... Breaking down that Alabama game last season, they threw a ball in the flat to him, and he ran right up the sidelines, Was br- literally burnt everybody on Alabama's defense, got about 12, 13 yards. If you can get the kid in some space and get him the ball, he can be deadly. Now, in reference to pass protections, I don't know if the, if he's ever going to do that, or nor should he, but if you need a guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield, that could be something that they tinker with. Yes, I see a lot of the comments. Yes, we're going to get to Durante Jones. What I heard about him, just hang tight. Uh, Carl Dunn says, Look at Blake getting some sound from Coach O. Yeah, we got some. We got a little sound. We got a little something, something, bro. Yerm. Uh Jordan Simpson says, Didn't we hear the same stuff last year? We all know what happened. Five and five, I believe. You know, Jordan, I. I get what you're saying, but Ed Orgeron also said that in 2019, he also said that in 2018, he also said that in 2017. One of those years he won a national championship and the year be- and the year before that he won 10 games. I and mean, and really should have won 11. Let's not I don't even want to talk about that Texas A&M game in 2018, but I'm not going to take Ed Orgeron's comments one year out of all years that he said stuff like this and Ed has been more accurate than not. I mean, we're taking that this defense was – he said that the defense was going to be better in 2020 than all of it was in 2019, and that obviously wasn't the case. But what are the things that he has hit on? Uh, Patrick Queen is a big one. That he said Patrick Queen's going to be an NFL guy if he continues to play the way that he's playing. He was a first-round pick. He said that Clyde Edwards-Alaire looks phenomenal. I, I mean, look, Ed Orgeron, a lot of times when he says something, you can take it to the bank. I'm not, I am not going to rudy poo on Ed about some things he says because nine times out of 10, he's right. Now, maybe he's seeing something in practice that just doesn't translate to the field. So when Ed tells you something, you could damn near take it to the bank. Uh, Tony says, I'm not sweating the running backs. We have two running backs coming in. You, you kind of should, though, a little bit. I mean, you have two juniors, two highly rated juniors one guy was a five-star the number two uh running back coming out in his class and they're saying hey man he's struggling right now i mean i get that running back as a position where a lot of guys can come in as freshmen and play a lot sooner we'll tell that to max johnson when he thinks his black uh backside and is going to be defended and a guy you're going to pick up that blitz and a freshman not understanding the offense and the offensive scheme doesn't pick up that blitz you got two juniors in there and and a red-shirted sophomore that should be able to step up and let it go. Now, Josh Williams was a guy that came on, we all remember, against Ole Miss and showed a lot of good stuff, a walk-on of all things, showing that, look, just because I'm a walk-on don't mean no, don't mean two Rudy Poos. I can come out here and play. Those two guys got to get it going, like period, point blank. Ed's not going to tell – And see, we all take the positives from Ed, and we never talk about the, I don't want to say negatives, but when he kind of calls his players out. Look, he's calling them out right now. This is back-to-back weeks where Ed Orgeron has legitimately called out his running back room saying, you better. (laughs) I, I meant to say backside. I saw somebody just say that. I didn't mean, I meant his backside. I mean, look, if you're not protecting his backside, his blind side is what I was trying to say. I, sometimes I get so excited I just I just start spitting stuff off. I'm not going to bring that up there, uh, but either way, I, I have a lot. If Ed has concern with him, and that was a, a room that we thought was going to be very talented, then you better start worrying a little bit. Like they better start picking it up. Like I, I'm not trying to Rudy Poo on TDP or John Embry, but when you're having when you're having, uh, Trey Palmer having to go in there and take the ball 80 yards. All right now. Mr. Starkey, what's up, my man? He says on Facebook Live, he says, where did the Durante Jones recruiting commit originate from? Okay, nobody committed. I might, I maybe should have, but I never said anybody I never said that anybody committed. Never said anybody committed. I just said, oh, DeRonte Jones. If you didn't see it, I put it on Twitter and Facebook. I said something to the effect of, oh, so Durante Jones, a new defensive coordinator for LSU, oh, he can recruit too. Let me just tell you this uh, very, very quick story um, about this Durante Jones stuff. Uh, I talked with, I would say, a handful of recruits that are LSU targets over the last week. Uh, One of the targets who is a – like everybody in the country wants him – he quite simply told me I'm not going to put his name on record. I didn't even have to ask him that because I'm not going to put his name on the record. But he said since Durante Jones has taken the job at LSU, the bond between him and Durante Jones has just been magical. He's told him some things that he likes in the kid's game and some things that are some weaknesses and that he, if he comes to LSU, what they're going to help him work on. Um, this player seemed to, when I asked him about LSU, that Durante Jones continued to come out of his mouth. Hey, well, Coach Jones, you know, I talked to Coach Jones. Hey, I talked to Coach Jones. Yeah, Coach Jones this, Coach Jones that. You know, Coach Jones coaches the safeties. That's a position that I play. Uh, Coach uh, – uh, why am I – oh, Coach Jones talked about the defensive line and the scheme that he wants and that Coach Ed is going to be there and that some things that they're going to call, Andre Carter, Blake Baker's with the linebackers. So there's a lot of – There's a lot of different things that some of these recruits are saying. Again, every time I ask, it's generating around Durante Jones. So I never said that Durante Jones had a commit or LSU had a commit or anything like that. What I did say, what I did say was is that I'm hearing a lot of good things from uh, recruits about Durante Jones and the connection that he's making with players. If he's doing that with recruits, here's what I wanna make this very clear about too. If he's doing that with the recruits, he's doing that with the players that are already at LSU. We kind of heard that a little bit with Derek Stingley Jr. And when Derek Stingley Sr. talked about it on with Jordy Collada. But if he's doing that with the recruits, you know he's doing that with players. And Ed Orgeron talked about that just a minute ago when he said that our team and our coaching staff is more unified than it was last season. And I I believe him. I wholeheartedly believe every comment that he's saying there. So I'm not going to uh, poo-poo on that one. Um, Colin Timmer says, "Bruh, seven o'clock just sneaks up on, uh, on me the past few nights. Yeah. Where you been dog? Jordan says, just wish we would have, we would buy the kid Alabama, the kids Alabama buys. I'm not, I'm not getting into that one. Look, hold on. I will get into this a little bit. If you think LSU is not doing the same exact shit that Alabama's doing, you're crazy. Jordan, I know you're not saying that. But if you think that LSU is not out here doing things that we all know Alabama's doing when Alabama recruits are all getting the same car, uh, the same color from the same dealership on National Signing Day, come on. If you think LSU's not doing it, you're crazy. I mean, LSU just got popped with and and put sanctions on themselves for a, a bowl ban from last season because of what happened to Our Lady of the Lake. Come on. Stan Polky, what's up, brother? He says, Palmer would be amazing on a, as a third down back. You know, I like that. I Again, if you can get Trey Palmer the ball and you can get the ball in his hands, he is deadly. Guys, you remember the kickoff return against South Carolina. He's had some injuries. He's had some injuries. Now, DJ Mangus is doing the 10,000 catch thing that they did in 2019 with uh, Joe Brady. They've brought that back. He needs to be on that jug machine. If he can come out of the backfield and catch some passes and get you crucial first downs, that kid is electric with the ball in his hands. That's all you need to do. The only thing that he's not going to be able to do is if you want him to to chip a tight end or chip an end or pick up a blitz. You know that's when things start getting a little messy. We remember, you know, not too long ago. It was the Joe Burrow day, uh, three seventeen, and when Clyde Edwards Alaire picked up that uh, middle inside uh, linebacker blitz against Texas, Joe Burrow steps up in the pocket, hits Justin Jefferson across the middle, he takes it to the house, and it's a ball game. Clyde Edwards Alaire does a lot, did a lot of things that we take for granted now, a lot of things that we take for granted now. One other thing from Coach Ed Orgeron that I want to uh, just uh, address or let you guys listen to is
1: this yeah both of those only his first day uh men smith i think he's gonna be an excellent receiver but Deion's coming off an injury he's not full speed right now I hadn't practiced yet but i think those guys are going to make a difference a difference in this team as far as execution and practice-wise opposed to last year now, that doesn't mean nothing i'm not saying that they better or nothing like that I'll just say that we're practicing better with more energy.
0: And that's the point. I mean, I don't think God, people fully understand what Ed is saying there when he says, look, guys have more energy. And he's and he's kind of defending himself because he know what knew what happened last season, that people ripped him apart. But he's saying that guys have more energy. They want to go out there and they want to compete. Deion Smith is a little banged up. The talented wide receiver out of Mississippi. So some of those guys, even the guy – and that kind of tells you a little bit too – I wanted you to hear that because Deion Smith being out tells you a little something. What does that really mean? That means that Jare Jenkins and Coy Moore are one and two, and that Coy Moore and Trey Palmer are kind of battling it out for that third spot as we all anticipated, and they're going to running back to take snaps. Those guys are hungry and wanting to go after and be on the field. It's all that that means. Stephen Miller says, What's good? What's happening, Stephen? Uh, Blake Doucette says, hashtag ask Blake. So how is Mike Jones doing? Who Mike Jones? Uh, Mike Jones isn't technically with the team. He's in Baton Rouge. He's working out. He will not participate this spring. He can't come into the summer, uh, but he will be here uh, this summer. So looking good. Uh, Wade says, Mason Smith will work his way up and start bet. Well, that's what Ed Orsron talked about. He said that, look, Mason Smith's working hard. That guy's going to work himself into the rotation. But I want to be careful here. I know a lot of people have, have come out and said, look, Sage Ryan's going to be a day one starter. Mason Smith's going to be a day one starter. Mason Smith, is he going to beat out Jacoby and Guillory? Is he going to beat out Jaqueline Roy? I mean, you have two seniors in Neil Farrell and Glenn Logan that have a lot of experience. I'm not going to say that he's not going to be a day one starter. I just think it's a little unrealistic for you to say a defensive lineman in the SEC with no experience. Against UCLA, against Chip Kelly, and that explosive motion type offense, I don't know if you can sit here and say that he's gonna be a starter day one. Can he be a starter as the season goes on? Most definitely. We saw that from Jaquelin Roy. But he's definitely gonna be in the rotation and Ed talked about this too, that they're definitely they put in the cheetah package that they had in nineteen and twenty. They're gonna continue to rotate guys in and out as they see fit. Uh, Steven Miller says, Cressy got me locked down at Traction Friday through Monday, baby. Okay. Acting like the man, the man can umpire. Don't act like... Steven, I mean, look. <laughs> my man is a pretty good ba- good umpire. Uh, Kenny on Facebook Live says, a couple of D-backs live in my complex, they like Coach Don Jones. Okay. See what I'm saying? Kenny Tell Blake Rafino said, What's up? <laughs> I'm just gonna let I'm just gonna let this comment sit here for just a second and let this one simmer. Look, Durante Jones is making a little headway out on the recruiting trail. <laughs> Man, you gotta love that, though. You gotta love that. Logan on Facebook Live, what's up, Logan? He says the timing of that band was impeachable, I might add. Impeccable, not impeachable, I thought I saw an H. Impeccable, it was impeccable, but come on. Uh, Stephen Miller, you're going back from YouTube to Facebook to YouTube to Facebook, I love it, brother. Everybody needs to go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, the hashtag catching issue is still haunting Palmer per sources. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, look, he's got to get on the jugs. Regardless, find the kid a position. Find him something to do. Find a way for him to get the ball. But he's got to do it. Peggy Red says, Kayshawn Boutique is not number one wide receiver, question mark. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Why, I mean, I didn't say that. (laughs) Angela says, Over my head, but fun show. Yeah, I did say impeachable Blaine. I meant impeccable. See, I'd be reading these comments too fast. See, that's why I need a uh I need like a co-host or something, somebody from from behind the scenes that can help a brother out. Uh Brandon Reese says, Hashtag ask Blake, who would you start on defense for LSU next year? Uh Brandon, be more specific. Um But I, I guess we can run through all eleven right if it were today, if it were today. Now I haven't been out there. Uh if it were today. I would say Andre Anthony, uh Jaquelin Roy, Glenn Logan, um, Ali Gay at the that's the four on the defensive line. At linebacker, I would start Navantique strong, bug strong. Oh man. I want to say Mike uh, Mike Jones. I think Damol Clark's gonna get the first team reps. I think he's gonna be the first linebacker out there. Um so that's six. Uh Derek Stingley. Elias Ricks, I think that you have to keep – look, I, I am the president CEO of the Jay Ward fan club after what that, how that kid ended uh, the season last year. Against Arkansas, when you knocked the ball loose, and we talked about this, you blocked the punt, the pick six, I think that Jay Ward – again, I'm the president CEO of, of that young man's fan club. I think – you know, we remember what happened to him against Mississippi State. The kid was, what, two 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 and a half weeks uh, coming back from a meniscus tear. Guys, that's a five- to six-week injury. That kid was literally toughing it out. The, sh- the kid shows toughness. Um, so those would be the three. Two safeties. Look, I'm not trying to harp and beat down on Todd Harris, but Todd, it's either kind of put up or shut up on Todd Harris. I think that he would start. I think maybe he should because he does have more experience than anybody in that safety room. And Derek Davis or Jordan Tolls. Let those two guys battle it out. Let those two guys battle out. And if they do, let the best man win. Let the best man win out of tolls or Derek Davis. And quite honestly, if one of those, if it's a close race, maybe them, look at him to replace Todd. I, I hate to say it like that, but it just it is what it is. I mean, we kind of know what it is with Todd, uh, Todd right now. But I do, I do want Todd to have a great season. I'm not saying that. Uh, Tony Williams says Goodwin is a beast as well, and Trey Bradford got a little playing time last season, and he will get better. Yeah, and he put on a little weight. If you if you haven't seen Trey Bradford, he put on a little weight, and he called the ball somewhat well out of the backfield. He had a lot of drops. I think he had like five or six drops in ten attempts. So, yeah, we'll see. Kenny says Tony, you are correct. Oh uh, Lord, oh yeah. Okay, we just read that comment. Tasha Thibodeau from The Real LSU Nation. What's up, Tasha? Uh, Blake Schilling says, Jay Ward is about to have a big year. I think that he can. And quite honestly, I don't know if you if you put Cardell flot in the slot, do you move a Jay Ward back at safety? You have to have... You absolutely, positively, 100% have to have Jay Ward in your lineup. There's no questions about that now. None. Zero, zilch, not like he's got to be in the lineup unless bar an injury. Unless that kid has an absolute just Rudy Pooh of a camp, that kid has to be in the lineup. Again, president, CEO. Maybe I might clip this uh, and, and say that uh, and let him know that he, I'm the president of, uh, of his fan club. Peggy says, Blaine Smith, he should. Uh, let's see. Wonder if McLaughlin will play. I mean, look, there's only a, a handful of places that these guys can start. We're talking about the back five already. You got Derek Stingley Jr., Elias Ricks, um, Jay Ward, Todd Harris. I mean, and those corner spots are already taken. And he's not – Dwight McLaughlin is not going to play in the slot. He's too big. He's not quick enough off the ball. He's a long, lanky corner He would have to replace like an Elias Ricks or a Derek Stingley. He might get some reps here and there, but if those two guys on the outside and Derek Stingley Jr. and Elias Ricks stay healthy, he's not going to see the field a lot. I hate this. Not this year. That's not to say that he won't. But next year, if those... Guys, you do realize that the reason Dwight McLaughlin and Jay Ward and those guys came in because Derek Stingley and Elias Ricks were out. That's the only reason why those two guys or those guys were coming in. So, with that being said, if those guys stay healthy, then you're talking, you're honestly talking about the best, I would say arguably, and I think that it's not even really arguable, but I know what happens when I make a comment like this. People come after me oh and Blake, oh Blake being biased for LSU. I think it's the best duo in the, in the SEC at bar minimum at corner with Stingley and Elias Ricks. So, If McLaughlin comes in, that means Elias Ricks or Derek Singley Jr. are coming out because that kid cannot play this a lot whatsoever. Um, Blaine says, Flott and Harris struggled. Jones may be a difference maker, though. He could. Look, communication has been key for this team. That's the one thing from safety to linebacker to defensive line that has been impeccable per them that they said was struggling last season, Now I get that you have COVID, but that uh, communication has been so much better uh, uh, from this se- from this season to last. All right, let's do this before we continue to go on. Maybe we'll talk a little baseball, but I love talking football. You guys know that. But before we that, do that, guys, we got to get over to our good friend, Mr. John Patton, over at Area Home Lending, 225-663-2500. That's 225-663-2500. Go to areahomelending.com. If you're thinking about thinking about buying a new home, saving money on the mortgage that you have now, or even doing that cash-out refi, the timing has never been better. Get in touch with John from Area Home Lending today, and if you mention AYS, he will send his team out for a free appraisal. That's 2G5-663-2500. Tell him Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. And our good friends over at the Drake Law Firm, personal injury, criminal defense, real estate, and successions, there's absolutely nothing that the Drake Law Firm can't do for you today. If you get a DWI, they will be on it. You need to... If and when you get that DWI, you need to give them a call today at 985-386-7600. That's 985-386-7600 because when you get pulled over, they're the first call that needs to happen. Uh, oh, there we are. <laughs> I was looking at how do we can get on. Uh, Hollingsworth says, my least favorite part of the show. Hashtag your lanky lender. Are you talking about the... um? <laughs> hey man, we can we can talk now. I mean, look, my man. I know what you I, I know what you're talking about, but look, man. We got to pay bills around this this sucker. All right. Come talk to her, brother. Uh, Deboot Miller says hashtag ask Blake. I like Brennan, but would TJ or Max threat of running open the running game? Absolutely, absolutely, Deboot. And and let's just call a spade a spade. That's 100% the reason why Max Johnson is getting first team reps. (laughs) The only, uh, the biggest reason. Now, I'm not saying that, because what does Max Johnson do better throwing the football than Miles Brennan? Let's be realistic. Does he have a bigger arm? No. Is he more accurate? Maybe a little, if at all, but Miles Brennan showed that he can be accurate. Let's put in the games that he played. The simple fact that Max Johnson can move around with his feet and improvise and make the throws that need to be made on the run is why Max Johnson is, is starting. Period. Period. There's, like, everybody's trying to think of that, well, my, Max does this better in the passing game than Miles Brennan. No, he doesn't. The difference is, is that, yes, he's accurate and he can move. Hey, you want to send Six. And you can't get to the quarterback, and you want to play man-to-man coverage. He's going to beat you with his legs. Miles Brennan's not going to do that. And look, TJ Finley, a lot of people have made fun of, but look, he's he, he's more nimble. He's more nimble than Miles Brennan. And <laughs> I know that's not saying a lot, but still. Uh, Tasha Tippett says, "How come y'all don't have the Facebook Stars option so we can support your show?" I don't know. Let me see. Huh, Tasha? I don't know. I'll have to check into that. I'm not sure hmm I'm not sure we've been so focused with the with the YouTube channel and promoting our YouTube channel I guess I kind of neglected a little bit of the uh of Facebook, but I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Maybe we've got to get monetized so everybody, everybody let your your friends we're, Look, everybody go subscribe to YouTube. Go do it. Please. If you hadn't done something already, go tell everybody and your mama and your mama and them and everybody in your family go subscribe to You Series Sports on YouTube. Uh, and let's see. Peggy says, Tasha, you can share bottom left. I'm not sure. Let's see. Gino says if I don't have to worry about the run, it's not quite an RPO. Well, it's not really what the RPO is about. It's literally, hey, do I hand the ball off to the running back or do I hit the quick slant, the in route, the out route? What am I doing? I mean, it's literally a running back thing. Yes, the quarterback can pull it and run too. I I know what you're saying. But, yes, I mean, if you want to run the RPO, that you'd want to have a quarterback that can move, Miles (laughs) can't. Miles can't move, y'all. I love him to death. Everybody thinks that I hate Miles Brennan. That's not the truth. It's simply not the truth. I mean, come on. Uh, Blaine Smith says Garrett Nussmeyer is the best athlete in the quarterback room. Blaine, uh, Blaine, I'm listen. I ain't trying to be rude here. We, you don't know that. Look, you, you, we can pop in that high school film, and I get what you're saying because this high school film is ridiculous. Man, you do realize what Max Johnson did. <laughs> Listen now, Max Johnson did some crazy shit against Florida and did some crazy shit against Ole Miss now. Come on. I mean, you're, we're talking about high school football to what this kid did in the SEC to the SEC East champion. All right. Look, man, people sleeping on Max. How? How? I had no idea. All right. Max is going to come up in there in the SEC and do this. Bad baby, bad baby. He's going to start spanking some fools now. Guys, midway through the third quarter, people were um, were tired of hitting Max Johnson when he was running the football. They didn't want to hit that t- that tank. All right, uh, Hollingsworth says LMAO. I'm messing with you, but we do need to talk. Yeah, we do need to talk. Um, what's that song? Hit me with that hotline bling. That can only mean one thing, or. You can call me on my cell phone. Late night when you need some lending. <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh, Tasha said she shared it to the group. Thanks, Tasha. I appreciate that. I greatly appreciate that. Uh, Black uh, Blake Schilling says, Max for Heisman. Look, Max, I. I, I, I people are going to think that I'm all over this dude, but I just don't understand how. I don't know how you don't play him. <laughs> I don't know how you don't start him. I, I, it's just quite simple it's quite simple you know did you guys see the mic'd up with uh jake peets something that i really liked about that mic'd up thing with jake peets was the small technical stuff he was doing with mac johnson and tj finley he he was kind of you know you saw him more kind of coaching the younger guys than the than the old man in the room and miles Brennan, but he was getting after tj and he was getting and look Everybody's poo-pooing on T.J. Finley now. You better be careful. Look, T.J. Finley did not have the coaching at Ponchatoula than Miles Brennan did at St. Santa's loss, or a Max Johnson did with his dad who's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. If we want to talk about the truth now, if we want to talk about raw talent, T.J.'s got some serious talent everybody's going to remember what he did against Auburn. Everyone's going to remember what he did against Alabama. But at the end of the day, at the very, very, very end of the day, T.J. Finley is a comparable quarterback. You're talking about a true freshman during COVID-19 that honestly just wasn't ready yet. There's nothing wrong. Here's what bugs me the most sometimes, guys, is that, oh, my God, T.J. Finley, he just couldn't do it as a freshman. Guys, neither could Joe Burrow. It took him five seasons to do it. Joe Burrow was a five-year senior who won the Heisman. Baker Mayfield was a five-year senior that won a Heisman. Kyler Murray was in his fourth season. Who else won the Heisman? Devontae Smith was in his fourth season. So I know that one of those guys isn't a quarterback, but still. I mean, we're, we're talking about guys that... Well, we see true freshmen come in like a Trevor Lawrence and win a Heisman. So what? Or win a national championship. So what? Trevor Lawrence didn't do it again, y'all. Trevor Lawrence didn't win another uh, uh, another Natty. And quite honestly, I think the team put that team and Clemson put put him on his back and they carried on they were carried by that defense. They weren't carried by Trevor Lawrence. We got to stop putting so much pressure on young freshman quarterbacks. We put it on TJ. We put it on Max. That's why I put so much pressure on Miles Brennan. Hey, man, you've been here since the Barack Obama administration. My band has been in LSU since Barack's been in office. Like, that's why I get on Miles a little bit more than I get on Max and TJ. Like, let's, let's pick this up a little bit. But when we're talking about freshmen, especially freshmen quarterbacks, like, come on, man. Come on. Uh, Steven Miller says, that lanky Linda loves talking baseball, though. <laughs> Brandon Hollingsworth does not like talking baseball at all. Chad Carr says, how long do you think Paul is going to last? I think he's going to last. I think he's going to last. Guys, you lost the series 2-3 to the number two team in the country. Opening weekend. Baseball is different than football now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Just let it play out a little bit longer. He b or he by 16 on Periscope says, speaking of Elias Riggs, there was a lot of rumors of him transferring any truth to that. I think there was a little something, something out there, but he's not leaving. He's not leaving LSU. Hmm. I think he was fed up, but then Durante Jones came in and said, hey man, you want to go to Rudy Pooh University? Go to uni- Rudy Pooh University. This is LSU. Look, a lot of people also talking about poo-poo on, on somebody. A lot of people poo-pooed on Durante Jones when he came in. He's killing he's knocking the knocking the ball out of the park when it comes to recruiting. Uh Steven Miller says, hashtag asks Blake, what position do you see best playing uh H back or some tight end stuff? Yeah. I, I can see him doing that. And that's the kind of kid that I, you love to have on your team, a guy that's uh is gonna want to punch you in the mouth. Did y'all see that kid's basketball highlights? <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he's dunking on dudes. He's, he's blocking shots and like, get out of here! <laughs> that kid's going to be tough to keep off the field now. And you know another... uh, uh Yeah, I mean... But here's the question I, I would have, Steven, on a Jack Bash. A lot of people say put him at tight end, H-back. Can the kid block? He never blocked a defensive end like he's going to see in the SEC. Never. I don't think people fully also understand, too... It's not every day that a kid in high school sees a defensive end or defensive tackle 6'3", 300 pounds that's going to play in the SEC. That doesn't happen in Louisiana. That kid ain't seen the beast and the mammoths that the SEC has produced. He's going to find out quick, though. But he's going to be fine. I put him in like an H-back split off the line. I mean, his body style, body weight height is going to remind me a lot of – Thaddeus Smalls, he'll be a faster Thaddeus Smalls. Uh, and he can play wide receiver. We don't know. Uh, Bundy says Max and Garrett should have the better offensive IQ. Max and Garrett, uh, Nussmeyer, should have the better IQ than Brennan and TJ considering their pedigree. I guess you could you could say that. Country 2529 on Periscope says that deck bleak. That mocked up thing was great to see. Yeah, it was good. It was good, man. I liked it with Jake Peets. Look, I've been riding on Jake Peets a lot, but it's going to be fun to watch. (laughs) Stephen Miller says, he wasn't wasn't ready, no. (laughs) Yeah, look, that's another, that's a great comparison, Cam Newton. I mean, guys, it took Cam Newton a while to get going. It takes quarterbacks a while to get going. It's not every day you see a true Oh uh 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 blah blah your boy from Georgia, Jake Jake from State From, uh he brought Georgia to national championship. Well, let me tell you something about them Georgia Bulldogs. Jake Fromm couldn't throw a pass from here to that post over there. Jake Fromm got his ass beat. <laughs> Jacob calls this the Obama administration. He has been there since the Obama administration. Man, guys. Miles Brennan has been at LSU for a long ass time. It's time to get, it's literally put up or shut up time right now. Literally. <laughs> Darren says, now that's some funny stuff since the Obama administration. I mean, it's true. Mark on YouTube says, I think Miles starts and they will have a special package for Max and definitely put him at the goal line. Look, Mark, you could be right, but there's no reason right now why Miles Brennan should start. He's, yeah, I get what what's going to happen. Miles might look better in practice, but again, I'm not trying to poo-poo. Um, why should Miles Brennan start? Tell me, because if you come at me with some stats and his record's one and two and he did it against Mississippi State, this is not the place for that. Again, Mark, you know I love you. <laughs> you know I love you. Stop with the stats. Stop with the stats on Miles Brennan. 0 of 10 against Missouri, not good. Um, I guess you could say, well, he did good at Vanderbilt. Well, he threw for a lot of yards on Mississippi State. I, if you drop back 60 times, guys, Miles Brennan dropped back to pass 60 times. 60. He better throw the ball for 400 yards. He better. Holden Lee says, ask Blake. I wonder whose Bama starting quarterback will be. Probably Bryce Young. We were going to go a little bit around the SEC. We can start with Bama. Um, look, Bama's got a lot to replace. They had their pro day today. They got literally 21 guys that had starts that they have to replace. 21. You know who had that in 2019? LSU. Now, Alabama is not going to be LSU. They're not going to fall off. Like LSU did with Nick Saban, I love everybody in here. It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Uh, Blake DuCet says, hashtag Ask Blake, talking baseball. Who? Do you th- what do you think about this weekend? Being LSU lost a midweek game. I like that they lost a midweek game. If you remember, Blake, and we talked about this. I think it was your question. Uh, we talked about Kay Beloso and Jordan Thompson, the shortstop, did exactly what I asked him to do or what I thought that these guys should do. Instead of trying to pull the ball every single time, if they're going to pitch you on the middle third out, you need to start taking the ball the other way. So if the ball is on the outside, go where the ball takes you. Hit the, Stay late. Stay on the ball. Hit the ball outside. Jordan Thompson blew that game wide open on Sunday, and the LSU Tigers were going to win. K. Beloso, now Palmineri talked a lot about Kay Beloso saying we're trying to fix his swing. Well, you better. That level's, I mean, look, you've got to start trying to pull everything. Take the ball the opposite way. If they want to throw you on the outside corner of the plate, take the ball the opposite way. I think that this helps them. I really do. I'm glad they're not playing Tulane. I know that Tulane backed out, but this is just as good for LSU than anybody. They need to regroup. They have to regroup. D-Boot Millis says, Hey, Blake, people don't realize last year we had drama and a lot of new starters on defense who never had a spring or good coaching. (laughs) You get a like for that comment. Where's D-Boot Millis? D-Boot, I can't find your comment on Facebook. Let me see. There it is. Boom, shakalaka. Guys, they didn't have a spring. They didn't have an off season. You're replacing 22 starters from 2019. You didn't have an off season. You sucked. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Carla Cat says blank went all Obama on him. Look, I'm just saying. Look, man, Miles Brennan been here since the Obama administration. Ray Nakin was still the mayor of New Orleans when Miles Brennan was a freshman. <laughs> oh god (laughs) I couldn't help myself y'all I couldn't help myself (laughs) (sighs) Jesus Gino Vegas says I've seen enough from miles to the second yeah I agree Kenny says, Rohan Davies spoke highly of Jake Peets on Lady Moscona show. It's a good characterization of, of Matt Moscona. Uh, but he should look. Jake Peets was brought in by, uh, Nick Saban twice. If you're brought in by Nick Saban to come into his coaching staff twice, that means you know what the hell you're doing. All right, let's get a couple more comments and we'll get out of here. Uh, Blake Schilling says, hashtag ask Blake. I saw something about coach Jones recruiting today. What's the four one one on that. I'll repeat it. I know that we talked about this earlier. Uh, And everybody said, Blake, who's the new recruit? I didn't say we got a recruit. (laughs) I never said somebody committed. Just talked to a couple recruits. They said they spoke so highly of Coach Jones, what he's doing uh, for the defensive side of the football, not just uh, DBs or safeties. He's talked to linebackers. He's talked to defensive linemen. He's really started to recruit hard. And, look, a guy who's been a high school coach in the state of Louisiana knows how big and can, can, can connect with kids because he's literally been in that high school locker room. There you go. Uh, Reese Williams on Facebook says, but you are poo-poo in though. Make it make sense. don't know what that means. Let's see. Mac Washington says, who did Miles Brennan lose his starting job to? Question mark. He didn't lose his job, so why isn't he the starter? Look, I don't care what anybody says. That man lost his job. When you get hurt and you're not there, you lost your job. There's a reason why Miles Brennan isn't taking first-team reps. He's lost his job. Everybody, you know, there's this old saying in sports, you can't lose your job to injury. Yes, the hell you can. Yes, the hell you can. Ask Drew Bledsoe uh, what happens when he got hurt. Tom Brady at that time, and people are going to call me crazy about this one, Tom Brady at that time was not better than Drew Bledsoe. He was carried by a running game with Kevin Falk and the boys and uh, a very deep defense. Very talented defense. Did you know, I saw a stat today, that Tom Brady, without a top 10 defense in the NFL, if he doesn't have a top 10 defense, his winning percentage is 26%, where Drew Brees is 80%. He's always, every year he's had uh, top 10 defenses. So, uh, you you always can lose your position to injury. And again, if people want to come to me with stats... On Miles Brennan and what he did against Mississippi State, I will com- ask you to go look at third down. I will ask you to go look at SEC StatCat. When that kid literally had more time in the pocket per SEC StatCat than any other quarterback in the SEC, yes, even more than Mac Jones, maybe because Mac Jones is throwing the ball a little bit quicker than Miles Brennan, but he had protection. Miles Brennan was number one through three weeks in uh, pass protection p- time in the pocket. Tells you something. All right, let's get to two more. Uh, Kenny says Will Wade talked about mixing a couple transfers with younger players next season. Good idea. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, D Boot says LSU only fell off so bad is because of the pandemic. But Bama, in that same situation, I think that they m- may take some losses. They may, but look, you don't ever count out as much as ha- as much as I hate to say it. I'm never going to say this aloud on a Bama or to Bama fans. As much as I don't want to say it, you can never count them out. Their worst season in the last uh, eight years is (laughs) 11-2. So, Quinn on Facebook Live says, that's unfair because Brennan had no run game, and we were in it still. TJ got absolutely slaughtered when his run game went bye-bye. What are you talking? I mean, I get what you're saying, but if you're going to give me stats, if you're going to give me running game, Quite honestly, let's go look at Mississippi State. I don't even have to look at the stats. I'm not even looking at it. I'm not even touching it. I guarantee you Chris Curry had five yards per carry. Against Vanderbilt, I guarantee you that uh, John Emery had five yards per carry. I'm not touching anything, so let's go look at it. Every, someone, stat check me right now. I guarantee you Ty Davis-Price had five yards of carry against Missouri. I guarantee that. Go look it up. And running game, look, you can't complete a pass on third third down. You're not going to get a lot going. I do agree with you, Quinn, on this, though. The running game was insufficient at times. But so was it for uh, TJ, and so was it for Max. Guys, the running game was, hey, quite honestly, Josh Williams was the running back in the second half against Ole Miss. Ole Miss, are you going to say Ole Miss isn't better than Mississippi State? Because they beat Ole Miss. I mean, they beat Mississippi State. You're going to tell me that Florida wasn't better than any team in the SEC East? They were. Didn't seem to affect Max too much. And that's the point, because he can move with his feet. I get what you're saying, though, Quinn. All right. Blake says, ask Drew Bledsoe. Yeah, you can lose your uh, – <laughs> Gino says Miles is as old as Hunter Renfro. Yeah, Hunter Renfro was there from the Reagan uh, Ronald Reagan administration. <laughs> that's how old that son of a gun is. Okay, guys, we will get out of here. We will see you tomorrow. We might try to guess it up. I'm trying to get a couple of LSU former LSU players to come on. Zach Pearson, though, should be coming on with us in his normal slot that he's moved to on Wednesdays. But until then, guys, we will see you soon. You'll have a good night. Peace out. This is the story of the one.